Hey, what's up, playbookers? I'm Rogumun of Allin. It's Thursday, the one-year anniversary of January 6th. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. January 6th is quite simply about Donald Trump. For those who always despised him, feel betrayed by him, or fear his return to power, today is about remembering, never forgetting, his lowest point as president, the day he incited a mob to attack Congress, while it affirmed Joe Biden's clear victory, the final desperate move in a plot to overthrow an American presidential election. For those who love him, tolerate him, or crave his return to the White House, today is a media stunt a contrived anniversary of an insignificant event boosted by Democrats and the press to punish Republicans and cynically advance Biden's legislative priorities. Americans often have a shared understanding about big traumatic national events. That's not the case with January 6th, which is why the cliche about our politics feeling like a civil war has more and more resonance. This morning's Playbook newsletter has a roundup of the January 6th coverage out there to help you understand the day, but there's one story that I want to flag from Politico's Kyle Cheney that explores the most crucial 187 minutes on that day. That was the period of time between the initial breach of the Capitol and when Trump finally told his supporters to leave. Taking readers through the timeline with some detail, Cheney explores the remaining mysteries of that day and how the January 6th committee may answer them. Axios reported last night that a bipartisan group of eight senators met on Zoom to discuss reforming the Electoral Count Act. That's the obscure law that Donald Trump tried to use to overturn the election one year ago. Susan Collins convened the meeting, which also included Roger Wicker, Tom Tillis, Mitt Romney, Joe Manchin, Gene Shaheen, and Kirsten Sinema. Here's the thing. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and the White House want nothing to do with it. Democratic leaders have been focused on forcing through the party's broader voting bill, which would lower barriers to voting, reform campaign finance rules, and seek to curb gerrymandering. White House spokesperson Andrew Bates told our Burgess Everett, quote, there is no substitute. Period. Burgess also scooped Wednesday that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is interested in a possible ECA overhaul. Progressives and liberal groups are warning that the GOP embrace of ECA reform is a trap to keep Democrats from getting their more sweeping reforms through. One big takeaway, the existence of this new bipartisan group and any continuing discussions about reforming the ECA will undercut Schumer's plans to pressure Manchin and Cinema into going nuclear to pass the party's voting bill. That may explain why Schumer is so vocally opposed and why McConnell is entertaining it. The New York Times is out with a pair of interesting reads highlighting recent pandemic embarrassments for the White House. On CDC messaging, they spotlight CDC Director Rochelle Walensky's move before Christmas to shorten isolation periods, which Anthony Fauci questioned publicly in short order. As the story outlines, Biden sought to restore trust in the CDC following the Trump administration's handling of the pandemic. Quote, yet in his first year of battling the coronavirus, Mr. Biden has presided over a series of messaging failures that have followed a familiar pattern with Dr. Walensky and her team making what experts say are largely sound decisions, but fumbling in communicating them to America. The second story is the fiasco around testing. Pandemic reporter Carl Zimmer ripped the Biden administration over testing and masks. Quote, It's striking that we are not better able to deal with the new surge two years into the pandemic. Scientists have been warning that this virus, like all viruses, would mutate, so we needed to be ready for change. And yet in the US, we're in this latest surge without a strong testing capacity to deal with it, without a system to get good masks, which we know can help. And so, there's just chaos. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks at the Capitol to mark the January 6th anniversary. 
At 11.20, Biden will receive the president's daily brief. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1 p.m. The Senate will meet at 10.30. There'll be a moment of silence to mark the January 6th anniversary at noon. At 5.30, Schumer and Pelosi will lead a bicameral prayer vigil. At 8 p.m., CNN will host a discussion live from the Capitol with Pelosi, January 6th Committee Chair Benny Thompson, Vice Chair Liz Cheney, other lawmakers, and police officers. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Roku Munavolin. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.